Inspired, sharing your journey. Yes, we are back at uh, Mayo Pharmacy in downtown Bismarck. We have the owner of Mayo Pharmacy here, Kevin Martian. And uh, the story is, folks, he wanted to be a pharmacist, but he didn't want to dispense a birth control. So how did the Lord work a miracle for Kevin Martian to honor his faithfulness? Uh, that's the story we'll hear in this inspiration inspired segment folks uh, welcome back again uh, my name is Mike Kidrowski I'm here with Father Jared Johnson of St. Mary's uh, Parish in Bismarck North Dakota and uh, welcome Kevin thank you very much for joining us squeezing us in and inviting us down yeah, here thanks to, for coming to your store hey you guys are generous hosts Kevin so thanks for taking care of us it's, it's been fun, fun to fun see to have your you. customers walk in they're probably surprised once in a while to see what are two guys on the radio doing here at a pharmacy, right? <laughs> so exactly. Generous of you to host, so thanks for that. Also, thanks, Kevin, for taking time out of your busy day for being with us on the air this morning. Um, Mike mentioned a bit of your background, but can you tell us a bit more about yourself? I guess the, the, the quick version, if we're, if we're going just for a brief intro, I just grew up across the, the river in Mandan. Oh. Um, met the, the love of my life over there. Nice. And then went to pharmacy school at NDSU in Fargo. Mm-hmm. And fast forward now, we're, we've been married 12 years and have four daughters and a wow. son, ages 10 to Beautiful. six months. That's great. Wonderful. Um, what parish do you belong to, Kevin? Spirit of Life Spirit in Mandan. Life we kind of stuck to it from growing up over there till till now. Oh, nice. Father uh, uh, Kreidinger. Father Kreidinger is your pastor, yes. Good guy. Great. So, Kevin, you have a beautiful story of faithfulness to the Lord. We alluded to it earlier. Um, you mentioned going to pharmacy school at North Dakota State University in Fargo. And in doing so, obviously, you wanted to be a pharmacist. That's why people go to pharmacy school, because they want to be pharmacists, right? Mm-hmm. But you didn't want to sell birth control. And can you talk a little bit about that and bring us kind of into what that world would look like? Because for somebody like us, people like us, I don't understand pharmacy school and the training you go through and how prevalent that is and how common it is for um, a potential pharmacist to be asked to dispense birth control. And so can you just kind of give us an all-encompassing look at what that time looked like for you? Oh, boy. So it's, you know, nothing happened. uh, I mean, everything happens over time. Right. And so when I left for school, I didn't necessarily... I didn't really know that the church was teaching. Um, you know, you look back at it now, and it's kind of like an oxymoron, a pharmacist that doesn't dispense birth control. But um, it was as my now wife and I were, were preparing, uh, you know, thinking about getting engaged, where we kind of dove into this. Uh, you know, shout out to Focus and uh, mm. uh, the Newman Center in Fargo. Mm-hmm. Had a big impact on that, um, that kind of journey. But once we really... Um, took the f- the the teaching as our own, then that kind of changed the whole thing. And you know, at that point, I wasn't I was applying to get into school. So it's at that time it was two years pre pharmacy and then four years in the program. And um, you know, I, I I wrestled with it after you know for a while. Um, we took our NFP class through uh, CCL, mm-hmm. and uh, they they had a big impact on us too. But mm. um, we we talked to different people. Um, some uh, we had a moral theologian that I, I talked to, and you know grappled with this concept of cooperation with evil, 
and what that really meant and you know is it acceptable for a pharmacist to to do this or not and so that's kind of where I was for pretty much all of my school like thinking there's probably a legitimate way to cooperate with evil in a non-formal way <laughs> um, but it wasn't until at the end when uh, a lot of things came together that it was kind of like this mind-blowing like oh my goodness what am I going to do <laughs> of your peers your your classmates however that works were you kind of on an island in this area or uh, yeah were you? Uh. It, it, it's interesting there there's a there's a group of like I don't know if they call them pro-life pharmacists or, or, or what, but they're mostly just opposed to Plan B, which if you look at the mechanism of action of Plan B versus just a regular old uh, birth control, it's similar. Maybe proportions of things are different as far as like the board efficient aspect, but um, you know, there's if you statistically, it, it, I mean, it's just shift in percentages and it, it works the same way. So I, I kind of thought that was odd that you could be opposed to Plan B but not opposed to uh, birth control. And so there's kind of like the the non-denominational Christians seem to have an issue with Plan B, but not so much the other things. And so, yeah, I think as far as I know, I was the only one that um, was grappling with that. Out of how many? A 85. 85. Mm -hmm. One out of 85. Yeah, in my class, yeah. Wow, wow. You mentioned you and your wife taking the NFP course, was that part of your marriage prep? It wasn't required then. It wasn't required but, then. But uh, we wanted to for several reasons. Certainly. And now we, um, we're we actually CCL teachers now. And CCL... Uh, ha have a class tonight, actually. Great. CCL stands for... Uh, couple to Couple League. Couple to Couple so League. CCLI.org. Great. Couple so couple what Kevin was referring to here, everyone in the Diocese of Bismarck, and I think the Diocese of Fargo, too, um, preceded us in, in doing so, that as part of the marriage prep requirements... A couple is asked to go through some type of introductory, introductory course in natural family planning. And so there is a greater awareness um, given to young couples than maybe in the past. I know from a high school perspective even, um, oftentimes these uh, things are talked about and discussed so that uh, there's a greater awareness. But I can imagine, Kevin, that then, you know, one out of 85, you're, like I said, on this island of, of wanting to be faithful to the church's teachings in this regard, transitioning then out of school, searching for a job. I imagine that's not the easiest thing to do. Um, did you have hope that you'd find a position where you could hold true to the teachings of the church? Talk about that process for us. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I think I, I was lacking some things at that time, if you say uh, hope, because... Um, Ironically, my wife called into a Catholic uh, real presence and happened to be listening at the same oh. time. It was kind of one of these shocking things like, oh my goodness, what she's going to say. But um, she, she posed the question like, is it acceptable to dispense birth control sort of against my will just to get a job? And the, the speaker <coughs> actually made me angry. Yeah. <laughs> because <coughs> she said, well, if you, she didn't really answer the question, but she said, if you if you pray hard enough, God will provide. And I said in my head, like, yeah, right, like there's a retail pharmacy that ever does that. That's just crazy. And um but it really got me moving and and praying. And um I ended up calling Catholic Answers and then 
that led to a few other things and I ended up talking on the phone with Todd, uh, Father Todd Polchik for like 30 minutes and he, he blew my mind. Um, and at that point I knew my life would not be what I thought it would be. And I decided I'd do whatever I had to to not violate my conscience and uh, sort of planned on going to a hospital route even though I didn't really want to. Uh, different type of hours, different type of everything. You know, not a job that I necessarily went to school for. Um, but it was at that point where I just sort of laid it out there, started talking about it, and it was a career fair uh, where I did not fi- expect to find a job that um, I a wholesaler cut me off. I was trying to avoid him. And he said, okay. have you ever thought about owning a pharmacy? And I said, well, I guess maybe now. And um, that led to a conversation, and he said, oh, I, I have a, a customer in Bismarck that does just that. And I had no idea Mayo Pharmacy existed or what they stood for. And um, that's just, you know, a snippet of what led me here. We want to thank our listeners for tuning into Real Presence Live. We are on location at Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck. We are with Kevin Marty and the owner of Mayo Pharmacy. I'm Father Jerry Johnson, your co-host this morning, along with Mike Kodrowski. We are talking with... Kevin, about his um, experience of being a, a pharmacist in today's world and wanting to be faithful to the church's teachings on, on contraception and those areas. Uh, Kevin's sharing a bit about his story with us. So it sounds to me, Kevin, that you would say that a little miracle. Yeah, or a big worked, one. Or a big one. Yeah. And just if you look at each thing, that, like, there's several things that are absolutely instrumental into, into being here today. So when you were told about a retail pharmacy, in Bismarck that kind of fit what you knew was right. What then happened from there? I called him up and he thought he, he was he was kind of shocked that some guy was calling from Fargo <laughs> interested in what he was doing. Uh, that was Dan Mayo at the time. Right. And uh, I think it was the next week and I said well can I come meet you? And he said sure. How about Saturday? And uh, and he said well that, that's, all, that's all great and stuff but there's no way I could hire you. There's just... We're not in a position where we need where we need you, uh-huh. and so that was um, a big downer. Right. And then I totally shifted gears um, to pursue a, a career in a far, in a in a hospital because I thought I could avoid those uh, issues. And um, as I was like deep into uh, applying for residencies in hospitals, um, he called me out of the blue and said, "Hey, you still interested in working here?" Hmm. So there's a, a change at that time, and um, I guess he was taking a leap of faith too, because he didn't he didn't tell me this right, right then, because it probably would have scared me off. But he was taking a leap that um, that it would work out. Mm-hmm. But well, and we're glad it did. I know the yes. people in Bismarck Manon are glad it did. What would you say to any young person, maybe a late high school, early college, that is thinking about pursuing a career in pharmacy, wanting to be faithful to the church's teaching? Um, what would you say to them? Do you think it's uh, just a lot to take on so they better find a different path? Or would you encourage them to explore the options like you did? That's a difficult question. Um, like looking back on the challenges, it, it makes me like overwhelmed. And so to like tell somebody they should do that um, is difficult. But I think if they go into it um, with their heart in the right place, and prayerfulness and kind of know what they're getting into then then great we need 
we need uh, good Catholic pharmacists. And I've met plenty since um, since I graduated. I've had rotation students that are, are trying to, to hold true to the to the faith as well. And so it's um, just don't don't do it lightheartedly. It won't yes. be real easy. Well, thank you, uh, uh, Kevin. This uh, is an outstanding, outstanding story. Uh, I uh, I admire your faith. I, I admire the courage that you had all the way starting in pharmacy school uh, to take this position and not be afraid. And in scripture, uh, we always hear, uh, do not be afraid to follow Christ. And so thank you for all that. And I think additionally, Kevin, what, you, what your story here during our inspired segment indicates is how the Lord does provide, right? When we think that he won't or he can't or it's impossible for him to provide, um, he does. Absolutely. And and so thanks for your trust in him and, and letting him unfold this whole thing. I'm sure that if you fast forward some years and you own this pharmacy now, looking back, this leap of faith, relying on his providence, you probably never thought you'd be sitting here this morning on Real Presence Live with our listeners, uh, sharing your story, inspiring others. So anything else you want to add this morning, Kevin? No, no. Th- thanks for coming, and um, it's just—it's been the, the whole journey's been a, a just amazing uh, glimpse into God's plan. So that's yeah. great, and yeah, thanks again for opening your store. I'm new here, so how often do you host uh, Real Presence Live in the front window of your pharmacy? <laughs> Well, that's up to that's up to them. They, they is this come the back first anytime. time? Have you been here before? No, this is the first time. Oh, first time. This is first so time. So this is inaugural. Uh, this yes, is historic. This, this is uh, yes. This wow. is our maiden void, and it's uh, been very very nice to be here, Kevin. Thanks again for the invitation to to come to your store and set up. We'd love to come back. Sounds good.